Utah State Volleyball with some huge wins last week uh, in the Club Estes, the Wayne Estes Center, picking up a big win over number 12 UCLA. Aggies uh, turning their attention to a, another set of big games this weekend, heading to Provo for a tournament uh, down at BYU. But this is a team that's getting some votes, getting some national attention, as they should and joining us on the program to talk about their early success and really the success that started a year ago is their head coach, Rob Nielsen, joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Coach, thanks for your time today. Eric, Jason, great to be with you guys. Uh, first of all, let's start with how things ended last year, just uh, a, a team that continued to build, and you uh, you win the share of the conference uh, a title. What was that like for you just watching this program continue to build, continue to compete, and, and be at that high level for the conference. Yeah, it was uh, an amazing season for our group last year. We brought in 10 new players last summer, and so had a lot of new faces, a lot of incoming talent, um, and then just trying to piece it together as we went throughout the season. And just, uh, I mean, hats off to our players. They got better and better and better as the season went on. And obviously the consistency that it takes to win a conference championship throughout the entire year. Uh, we had a lot of tight matches, and our players came through in a lot of tough situations. Uh, they showed a lot of heart and uh, a lot of talent and a lot of skill, and uh, it, was a, it was a magical season. So we're excited to build off that going, going forward this year. So we asked just sticking with the past just for a little bit longer, but like, what's it been like to see the transformation of this program I mean, you obviously weren't here for some of the seasons where they won like three or two games, you know, in a 28-game uh, schedule. Like, what's it like seeing this program go from winning two games in 2019 to now you're winning like 20-plus games and uh, doing pretty well? Uh, it's, uh, you know, everything you hope for, everything you dream for is you, you know, you you take a, a program over, and we came in, and, and uh, it wasn't that we were going to make big wholesale changes. We were just going to try and get better at 100 little things. And, you know, okay, can we aggregate all this improvement? And can we, you know, find uh, and take some big steps forward? And, and so to do that last year, uh, just to see us improve, I, we talk a lot about kind of the Scotsman and the ethic of the Scotsman, right? loving life in the middle of thistle and loving life in the middle of sagebrush. Uh, this program was deep in the sagebrush and, and, you know, finding our way out of it and making, uh, making things better and, and just pushing through some adversity. It's, it's been wonderful to see. And, you know, it's been a lot of hard work from a lot of different people and it's just really fun and rewarding to see that hard work come together. This, uh, as you said, a lot of youth last year, coming to the program, infusing some, some new energy, a new direction. Now that they've had that season under their belt and coming into this year, what, what was that offseason like for you and for the squad building off of what happened last year and, and getting into the start of this new season? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you just come to work every day with that ethic that we're going to get a little bit better in our understanding of systems and a little bit better in our ability to execute the fundamentals and a little bit stronger in the weight room and a little bit tougher in strength and conditioning. And, you know, just say, let's get a little bit better in all of these areas. And uh, it actually, you know, I think it's easy to take those big initial steps, uh, you know, to go from a team that's ranked maybe 300 in the country to last year we were in somewhere in the 90s. 
and now, you know, the steps to get from 90 into the top 50 and beyond is, uh, you know, it's tougher to earn those margins and the, the, the gains aren't as quick. And, you know, we have to just keep grinding and pushing and working. And I think that's been the ethic of this group. Hey, okay, what's, what's the next step and how do we move forward? And, uh, you know, it was, came with playing some tougher teams and some bigger competition and, you know, coming and playing a top 10 BYU team on the road and a top 10 pit team on the road. And, you know, what do those lessons look like? What do we need to learn to, to be great in December and to make some runs at the end of the season? So, Coach, we've asked uh, – we've had a chance to ask a lot of Utah State coaches kind of, you know, they have a, they have a bad previous year, then they turn it around. We, we've seen a lot of different teams at Utah State do that, and we asked them, like, you know, what's the added challenges of expectation? But I, I kind of want to ask you, like, are there like benefits to like just having an off season where you're a lot better? Like it's a lot more fun to be in an off season where it's like, all right, we're a good team. Let's go get it. I, there's I, coaching is this crazy thing, right? You come in and on a daily basis, there's no clear road to what you want to accomplish. There are a thousand different decisions that we can make on a daily basis, what we're going to do in training and, you know, how we're going to organize practice and how we're going to interact with athletes and how we're going to mentor and learn and move forward. There's so many different things that you can do. And I think having some success certainly gives players and coaches some peace of mind that we're on the right track and, okay, let's, let's keep pursuing this improvement. Let's keep going. And so there's this kind of added positive feedback loop and reinforcement of all this hard work that we're putting in. And so, just to see that kind of, I don't know, they, you talk about the flywheel or how to build up momentum and to see it going a little bit faster and to gain some, some momentum in, in improvement is great. And then, right, it's still a lot of hard work and there's still a lot of grind and there's still a lot of pushing. And, and so we're trying to not be satisfied, but I think players are, are hungry. And, uh, and so those were some of the benefits of having some success and seeing a little bit different mentality um, this this past spring than maybe in, in years gone by. Utah State Volleyball uh, getting votes in the latest coaches poll coming up, uh, getting 20 votes, essentially ranked 33rd in the country. You talk about that progression of where this team is, has been and where it's going. But it, we also talked about a youth movement uh, from a year ago, but we have to highlight the seniors too, uh, the experienced players. You know, Kylie Stokes recognized the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week with her performance over this past weekend, uh, talk about uh, share with us like her her skill and what she brings to the team, just in how she's helping you get to this position you're in right now. Yeah, Kylie's been unbelievable. She plays opposite for us, which means she plays on the right side of the net on that pin. Um, so the setter setting balls behind her head to Kylie, and uh, it's actually it was a new position for her when she came to Utah State. She transferred from. South Carolina, where she had played middle blocker, someone that plays mostly in the middle of the net, um, you know, has a little bit more responsibility blocking. And so Kylie's kind of brought this blocking acumen with her where she's just a shutdown blocker at the net. Um, The way that opponents attack, uh, their attack from the left side of the court is really, really important in the game of volleyball. And so she's hitting on the right and blocking on the right, blocking opponents' left side attack, and she does a great job just shutting them down. Uh, and then her attack, you know, as an opposite hitter, has just continued to progress from where it was last year. Um, she's just more comfortable over there, dealing with different situations, 
she's got such a powerful arm. We call her, we, you know, we tell her she's got the arm of Thor, right? Just this monster <laughs> arm and she just nice. hammers the ball. And uh, it's imposing to, to try and dig a ball coming from Kylie Stokes. And so having that back there has been really impactful for us. She really carried us in the second half of our match against Cal Poly. Uh, and then through that match uh, versus UCLA, she was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so we want to get to that UCLA game in a minute, but I guess talking about uh, some of your players, I mean, I'm kind of guilty of mostly looking at box scores. I try and follow you guys. Um, I'm not as familiar with some of these players. Kind of just help me and, and some of our listeners understand, like, what players are really standing out for you guys who are leading, you know, last year and also who are going to be leading this year. Yeah, Tatum Stahl is our returning uh, first-team all-conference player and has been phenomenal for us. She's one of those left-side attackers that's just such an important position. Uh, she's passing, receiving serve, uh, and attacking on the left. Uh, Shelby Capion is a transfer. She was an all-conference player at UNLV, and, uh, came to us, and just uh, a player that can do everything on the volleyball court. She's great defensively. She's a great attacker. She has a jump serve that is wicked and just caused absolute fits for our opponents last week. Um, Jordy Holdaways played libero for us and has been uh, just – an absolute rock. I, we had players and we had fans raving about Jordy's performance after they watched her play over the weekend because she is everywhere, flying around the court. Uh, she's just an unbelievable competitor and athlete, uh, and she's so tough. Uh, we play with two setters. Uh, both are phenomenal. Leah Wilton-Leboy is a, is a true freshman from Northern California and is just tough as they come and uh, just a total gamer. Bia Rodriguez from Portugal is uh, the same way. Just uh, you know, just steps up and plays big in big moments. Uh, and then we have a you know middles who have been great for us. Kennedy Boyd was maybe one of the top two or three players in the conference before she got injured at the end of last year. She's back full strength and she's really really good. Um, we're you know another a group of middles, young middles competing for that second spot. Uh, and then Emily Turner is a six-five lefty uh, with a big arm, a ton of range. Uh, she comes to us from Seton Hall, so a graduate transfer, and she's just a shutdown blocker and uh, able to hit some angles that we haven't seen too often in our gym uh, from where she touches the ball. So, just I think we're one of our strengths is that we have talent at every position. There's not, you know, a weakness on the court for us, and. Uh, and so we can attack teams in a lot of different ways, and we can play a lot of different styles and defend a lot of different things. Um, and so I think that gives us a chance in every match that we play in. So one thing you mentioned, I was actually kind of curious, but you said playing two setters. Is that kind of understand it? Usually you have, like, one. Uh, is two setters somewhat more common than I guess I would understand? Like, what's the difference between playing two setters versus the one? Yeah, so uh, there's just two different styles of volleyball. Women's collegiate volleyball kind of affords us the opportunity. We get more substitution at this level of vol NCAA women's volleyball than you would maybe internationally with the men's or women's game or uh, on the men's side NCAA. You get a lot of substitutions. And so normally a setter goes through, and, and I don't know, traditionally speaking, your setters, you know, this real ball control player may be a little bit undersized. Uh, and so when they come front row, obviously your setters setting, you only end up with two attackers. And as blockers, right, your setters may be a little undersized and usually a target for opponents to set at. 
we we run what's called a six-two. So we have two setters and six attackers. We always have three attackers in the front row. And so whenever our setter rotates to the front row, we sub in an opposite, either Kylie or Emily. And then we bring in a, a setter in the back row for the opposite that would be rotating back row. Uh, and that allows us to, to spread out the net, right? We're able to play fast to all three pins. We always have this real big blocking presence on the right side of our court, depending, uh, defending opponents' left side attackers. Uh, and so it just allows us to be a little bit more versatile uh, and really attack teams in a lot of different ways. But to do that, you have to have uh, two setters that can really play, uh, which I think we do. And you have to have some, uh, you know, a number of, of opposite hitters that can come in and, and kind of switch in and out. And so you don't see a ton of, you, I don't know, maybe uh, a third of the teams in NCAA volleyball are playing that style where they're always having a setter back row um, instead of rotating them all the way through. We're talking to Utah State volleyball coach Rob Nielsen. This is a team that uh, came off some big wins this past weekend. Got another big tournament coming up uh, this weekend. But before we get into what's ahead, uh, we, we mentioned that uh, Kylie Stokes is recognized as the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, but she wasn't the only one on the team to get a conference honor. And we're talking setters, so I need to shout, give a shout-out to Leah uh, Wilton-Laboy as uh, recognizes the, the conference freshman of the week. Uh, share with us the type of weekend that she had for you. Yeah, her first collegiate matches, right? <laughs> what a way to start to come in and beat the number 12 team in the country uh, at home. And, you know, we've just raved about Leah ever since uh, she committed to us and just so excited for her to come into the gym with what she brings. She is fiery. She is a competitor. She's the granddaughter of our volunteer coach, Mike Wilton who was a, uh, a mainstay in the – he's been a mainstay in the volleyball world, uh, coached the Cal Poly team, you know, 30 years ago when they were some of the top teams in the country and then won a couple national championships with the Hawaii men. And uh, so she's been – Aaliyah's been around volleyball her whole life. And uh, she is just a phenomenal player and, you know, someone that our, our fans are just going to love to watch. And so she just, yeah, as a freshman came in, uh, contributed in a huge ways to what we were accomplished this last weekend. And we're really excited for the future going forward with her running the offense for us. Uh, you've, you're turning your attention now to a tournament down in Provo. And it's uh, interesting. I, I would have thought that there's been a history with Utah State and, and BYU, but I guess it's been a minute since these two teams have played each other. I guess it's been like 11 years since these two teams have played each other. So wow. um, it's kind of crazy that there's been this this gap. But um, but this is uh, – Utah State has had a little bit of an upper hand over the last couple of times that they've played each other. But what are you seeing out of, out of BYU and the other teams that are going to be participating in that tournament in Provo this weekend? BYU is a, a top-10 team. They're, right now they're number seven in the country. Uh, they're physical. They're disciplined. Uh, they're really well-coached. Heather Olmstead played at Utah State back in the day. Um, and, uh, you know, funny enough, I played at BYU, so not too often that you have coaches coaching opposing teams, and that's, you know, those are the places where they played. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're and, – and then just to come and have the experience in Provo – playing in front of, you know, four or 5,000 fans where it's going to be loud, it's intimidating, it's, uh, it's a tough place to play. And so for our players to kind of stand up and, and uh, 
you know, deal with some of the pressures that that brings and, you know, deal with some of the, the different atmospheres and uh, some of the different problems that BYU presents is absolutely going to be an unbelievable experience for us. And uh, we're excited to get in there and compete and get after it and, uh, you know, take it to the Cougars. Um, and then we play, you know, Thursday night against BYU. Friday night we play against Pitt, another top 10 program. They were a Final Four team last year. Uh, extremely well coached, uh, extremely physical, and then we end the weekend playing Cincinnati, which will be a, you know, a top fifty team. Same deal. They bring a lot to the table, and uh, so this is going to be a great weekend for us to to see what we're made of and and a chance to learn and a chance to try and get you know get some wins against some tough opponents here. So looking back at last weekend, obviously, what was it like having you know, you know, here with this tournament, you're going somewhere else, but this last weekend you had your own tournament. And you're able to host, you know, number twelve team in the country. Uh, as well as that, like having them in, in your building and obviously being able to beat them. Yeah, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to create some marquee matches that are going to bring fans out. And I, I got to say, we had, I had probably ten people come up to me and say that was their first sporting event they'd, you know, been to at Utah State. A lot of freshmen coming in, and, uh, you know, just one of the funnest events that they'd ever been to. And uh, we think that's what volleyball brings. It's just this fun atmosphere. You talked about a club Estes, right? You get this place rocking. And so uh, it's easy to market when you're playing a Pac-12 team and the number 12 team in the country. It was fun to have that place full. And just the energy and the environment that it is, man, we, you know, it's, uh, I think we we earned a lot of fans last weekend with the way that we played and, and the opportunity to bring the Bruins in. And then, man, there's, you know, from my time as a player, uh, when UCLA was, uh, you know, one of our main rivals, it, there's nothing better than beating the Bruins. We, uh, I love that. So <laughs> that was a, that was a fun one. It's always a good day when a Utah State team can beat a Pac-12 school. That's that's always good. Uh, Let's go, Coach. Uh, last question for me. Uh, there's certainly I have to ask you the BYU and their venue. A lot of controversy over this past weekend with some events off the court in one of their matches down there, uh, do you anticipate that might be a kind of a weird feeling going in? That'll be their first game facing somebody since all of this has blown up and become a national story. Yeah, you know, I don't know. They they uh, changed some protocols. They put in some uh, protocols. They're going to move the student section uh, from behind the court, um, which I think is the right move, but it's uh, – it's a big deal, right? That'd be like removing the student section from where they're at right now in the Estes. And so it's, uh, it's certainly going to change some things. Um, I'm sure it was an emotional time for the Cougars this week. I mean, that's a, a really tough thing to deal with. Obviously, you know, the actions, whatever happened, it's, uh, you know, it's unacceptable. And so, you know, we have to figure out how to move forward as a sport and whatever changes need to be made. So those things can't, uh, you know, can't happen again and don't happen again or dealt with in a, in a quick manner. Um, for us, you know, it's, it's about going and trying to be our best in the midst of hey, these crazy circumstances. And so again, how do you focus on the task at hand and, uh, and, you know, go be about great things and go represent great things and, uh, you know, just play tough. And so, yeah, I would imagine it's going to be maybe a little different. It's been a long time since we've been in Provo, so I don't even know what our, Players are, you know, expecting the environment to be like. I don't know how different it'll be from last week, but I know it'll be intense, and it'll be, you know, a great 
opportunity for us to learn and grow as a group get better well coach uh, wish you the best of luck this coming season uh, i hope we get a chance to check in with you again i know we will we'll reach out again as uh, things continue as you get closer to conference play as well but a great way to get things started super excited for you guys and uh, best of luck this weekend down in provo absolutely hey thank you so much guys all the best